What's good, Internet, and welcome to session 60 of Super GG Radio. We made it 60 episodes. And yet, we have not gotten an HR complaint on the news. We're friends, chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your potent and powerful Materia Master, Sir Alex Arona. Guys, they just leave Materia on the ground in the game. It's pretty smooth. Also with me is our professional Moogle cosplayer, Joel DeWitt. Hey, Joel. You know how I like to, like how you like to give me fake spoilers? You're getting all the fake FF7 spoilers now. Nice try, Alex. Even I know better than that to trust our podcast for legitimate gaming news. Doesn't Getty just make this stuff up for us to read? Let's check with our host, Eric Getty Gettinger. Wait a minute. You're not our host! I knew you'd write this stuff. <laughs> I don't think you'd go out for this way to make this stuff up. Would you, Getty? Yeah, you know I totally do. I usually just think about the stuff that'll make me giggle, and then I put it in here, and you guys read it every week. Like this, uh, this last time I was thinking about myself wearing a fat chocobo costume and eating a turkey leg. That's actually a really funny thought. Also, it's even funnier that you write this stuff and then I butcher it. Well, there you have it, folks. Totally unreliable and a little sick and twisted. That's Super GG Radio in a nutshell. But that should go all go nicely with this week as we scramble through two hot early adopters before I try to bring the news back our way. Then we should have some video game homework to hand in. Joel? Joel? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Did you finish the homework? Do you need another extension? I'm I'm not finishing it. Okay, we'll move on. <laughs> to early adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and games that require you to pummel people named Ugly John. This week, the first game, uh, since it was in the intro, let's start with beat treachery. Was it treachery in Beat Down treachery. City? Yeah, yep. 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 man, this is a sloppy episode. Let's go. <laughs> Treachery in Beatdown City. I saw this game uh, as a beat 'em up side scrolling brawler akin to, say, a Streets of Rage or something of the like. And it made me think of Joel because I do know that is your jam. Joel, that's my me. Bailiwig. Yep. Yep. What? Uh, ba- ba- bailiwig? <laughs> it means it's in his wheelhouse, bro. Got it. Okay. Cool. I, uh, new words. <laughs> are being learned here on this episode live. (laughs) I've heard that three times today already. (laughs) Fantastic. Uh, Joel, tell me about Treachery in Beatdown City. Treachery in Beatdown City wants you to think that it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up. It's it's kind of a side-scrolling beat-em-up, but it's kind of not. So... I'm going to preface this with, uh, similarly to our video game homework, I did not finish it. I did put about an hour into it to at least get a flavor for what's going for. I, I gotta say, the intro has some of the best sprite work in the game, coupled with some of the most absurd, hit-over-your-head, uh, unsubtle humor or parodying of stuff. So, like... It starts with this intro that is very akin to like a, a bad dudes, where it's giving you like the rundown of the situation that the premise of the story, and it's uh, Daddy, you always remind me. Is it is it President Orama? President Orama. President yep. Orama has been kidnapped by ninjas. By ninjas. And are you a bad enough dude? To, wait, no, sorry, wrong name. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, 
Oh, yeah, he's been stolen by ninjas in giving a speech during his third term as president. And then uh, billionaire mayor Mike Moneybads calls a press conference to lock the city down. And, uh, you know, guess what? It's your job as part of the treachery and beat down city gang to find and save him? Yes. Did, yeah. I, did I capture that right? That sounds right. I'm, yeah. I mean, you do have to consider that the police have been suspended <laughs> because of no dinero. That was the way it was described to me. Yep. <laughs> That's the way it was written. And uh, all things considered, I thought it was it was very up in your face. I, you it, know, we're we're, la- we're laughing about it right now, but when I first saw it, like I, it was just I audibly groaned. <laughs> like, it, it's just. It's, it's it's more about the fact that it seems it's it's going for something very specific to be hyper kind of everything. Mm-hmm. So the story being that like when you go up as high as to say president's been kidnapped, plus I'm shutting down all the police, plus everyone is super racist. It kind of becomes, I guess, a story that you have no way of feeling guilty for beating up everybody. Because everybody is generally awful, which is a way to do stuff. I will say that, like, I want, like, you know, in some of these games, the classic tale of Nathan Drake from Uncharted. Yes, I found a way to bring it there. Uh, is constantly <laughs> just murdering everybody, and not everybody is the worst guy in the world, and yet every single he's murdering hundreds of people. And in this case, with treachery and beatdown city, there's never a question. As to why would I kill all these people? Because everybody is generally bad. So before we uh, delve further into the bad humor, uh, let's go into the actual gameplay itself. So uh, the the game starts you off on like a map, and it's it's pretty much just like a dotted line uh, to different waypoints to your different like sequences, uh, like battle areas. And the first true battle area they put you is in front of aforementioned ugly john and uh like it is framing it to look like your side scrolling beat him up like a river city ransom almost it, it's definitely going for like that super pixelated old school looking side scrolling brawler the problem is that it's it's not i mean it has a punch button but really yep. it, it is it's more of a turn-based thing almost like it's uh you've got that default attack that you can try to employ but then there are also these action points that accrue over time and you're sort of waiting for them to build up and then you open your menu when you're close to within range of the enemy and you are choosing from menu options of different attacks to employ whether they're certain punch types or kick types there's some grapple options uh, for attacks, and and then the enemy will take their turn, and you can choose to either just take it head on, or try to blunt some of the damage by blocking. And uh, I find that kind of fascinating. Like it, it, it made something that felt pretty dull kind of fresh in a way, where I, I could see potentially a game uh, employing that effectively, like. Uh, what I don't like about the gameplay that I had was that it feels slow and sluggish to move anywhere. 
in this game. Like you, you, you move like a snail, and then on top of that, you're not having any like jumping or anything to help you speed up your movement as you go along. Uh, I, I would kind of like to see in something like this, maybe not being as quick and nimble enough to dispatch enemies with manual inputs alone but it'd be nice to have some sort of mobility to make you feel like you're still able to zip around a little bit yeah i think that the game wants you to do the more plotting methodical i'm going to build these combos and the the parallel i drew was almost like a xenogears where you have this combo system built up of action points and then you pick and choose how to use your your combo points to perform an attack though you can move around the playing field like a brawler when you start to go into a turn-based combo mode it it drops it down to a, a very uh xenogears jrpg menu mm-hmm. but again yeah. you, you still have like a punch which is kind of funny and then also your meter your gauge can just fill up by walking around so you can leave the range of your enemy and just wait for your meter to fill up so you can do more combos mm-hmm I felt like that that was an, all an interesting conceit. I did feel like it could feel snappier. The combo point system I like a lot. It's just yeah. that like at one point they tutorialize leave the move away from the enemy and wait until your combo meter fills up again. And I felt like there should be some other mechanic there moving away and do push-ups, press these button prompts to really build up your combo meter again do something else to kind of keep you engaged as opposed to move away stop touching the controller for 30 seconds like 15 seconds uh, I'm, I'm gonna go a different path and I, I think this is where they should loop back in the manual combat and have it be something where it doesn't produce damage against your enemy but maybe using manual punches and kicks and stuff produces the action points that allows you to choose the the fight options that actually cause damage like it, it gives some incentive to still retain some of that side scrolling beat up feel that it's going for while making it more than just like an additional chip damage the way that the punch is right now see uh, that's a yeah. that's a great idea because then you're still being active and engaging in the combat just not in the combo turn-based system that's right. That, that way, at least you're doing something. Because I find when I have to move away and stop playing and, and disengage from the game, I kind of disengage from the game. Yeah, it, it's, it veers a tad bit too much into the menu-based stuff. For some for the framing of the game, it, it feels off. And that, that might be more my predisposition towards, like, okay, side-scrolling games are this, uh, turn-based RPGs are this, and... It's not that never the twain shall meet, but if they're going to be doing like the peanut butter and jelly thing, it's got to meld together to feel like it's a natural fit, and it feels a little too rigid the way it is right now. But the pixel art is kind of cool. Your character is very small and square on screen, and then during these cutscenes, it's very action pose. Your character's got a headband and is fully like ripped, and every character's kind of just like ripped, very cheesecake art, very. 90s side of a of a arcade cabinet oh yeah like they like, they do they do full-on cinematics when they're doing the little story sequences and and the pixel art there is great 
uh, uh, the pixel art and action in the game is ugly, and I, I mean that as, like, it feels intentional, kind of, you know? When you're looking at the character models especially, they, like, uh, ugly John, for example, <laughs> he, yeah. ha- he has a very deformed-looking face, and there's also, like, a gym membership guy that uh, meets you two in that first encounter, and he looks very kind of, like, busted up and ugly looking too like it was like a purpose design choice and stuff so it's it, it didn't bother me or anything because I, I think it's intentional but uh where it really shines is those uh story sequences now the humor and, and the humor honestly i i could see it being vulgar and offensive but i could also see that there is a very heavy uh, niche for that kind of, and I don't mean that in a way that like, oh, that's it's. I don't want to demean that. It's more the fact that there is definitely a style to it. If you've ever seen, say, like the Toxic Adve- uh, Toxic Avenger, mm-hmm. those old like very campy B horror movies had that kind of story where, and like that could be from like some of those B action movies where, of course, a president is uh, has been kidnapped, and of course, everyone's kind of racist against Latinos. So, I mean, like, look at the original RoboCop, right? That was a little bit on the <laughs> vulgar camp. My my uh, memory of the RoboCop movie is Bitches Leave. That That's what it's boiled down to since I last watched it. And that's what uh, I'm saying is that that kind of goes up, like, in the same category as something like this, where it, it legitimately is like, oh, no comprendo. Like, saying that to a Latino to kind of be derogatory is a, <laughs> is a, is a, is a thing you can do. I, I I feel like they took it a tad farther than that. Like it, so, let's see. Here, here's one. Uh, how this is from Ugly John. How do I El Mirror S Dirty Necesitades Mucho Cleaning? Like like that. You can sort of feign a character being racist without. That that feels like it's a, it's a half step over like what could be seen in my mind as like they are making a character they are not like uh, you know they're not being racist they're they're just developing this character and that's part of his personality where this feels like it's a tad more like we are also laughing at the fact that it you know this is being said you know so. I, yeah. I, I, I didn't personally love it. Uh, you know, you chalked it up to my personal tastes, but it, it it felt like a tad too far for my sensibilities. No, I I completely understand. I and I I'm I'm more going into the idea that that could exist in a world for a very niche audience. But uh, I also felt that uh, it just pushed it pushed the line a little too far to the point that it seemed m- too silly for me too yeah too ridiculous out there that uh, yeah. i don't know if i would continue with a story like that and from the little bit we played this is truly grounded in realism so we, we expect our our realistic racism in our <laughs> eight, <laughs> eight bit games yeah exactly so uh overall be- treachery beat down city joel you felt like it had some great ideas but felt a little short in the in in those new mechanics i feel like that there's an interesting idea there i think it is underdeveloped for what would keep me grabbed into it 
and mm-hmm. uh, the tone just does not match my uh, sense of humor. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Getty, anything to add to this? No, I probably played the most out of all of us. And? Said the least. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. You guys just really ran with it. Um, one of the things that I particularly liked is the diversity of the characters and their movesets, so you don't have to play it just one way. You can mm-hmm. try the other characters. And the enemies that you fight have a not a 100% clear like counter system for fighting one person against another person but they do tend to tell you hey when you see this kind of enemy use this different type of move set so that was definitely kind of interesting i definitely agree with alex's uh comparison to xeno xeno saga xeno gears Gears? yeah xeno gears the ps1 yeah, you have a set amount of points that you can use, or at least in your action, so you could do like a a combo, or you could try and just do like one heavy move to knock out the other opponent. But as I got closer to the end of the first stage, I really had to balance which characters I was using, try and use the the food items that I was picking up to make sure that... I wasn't <laughs> putting myself in too much danger because it, it, in the middle of each stage, there's like a mailbox or a box that you can break open. And usually there's a food item in there that'll give you a little bit of HP back. But you can also pick up food items in dumpsters and eat that. It's uh, it's definitely an interesting game. I have to agree with the other hosts of the show and say that I don't know if the humor is 100% up my alley but it was still pretty entertaining all in all do you think that you're going to keep up with this one I mean uh, I played pretty far into it I don't know how much more there is to offer it did feel pretty repetitive maybe it uh, if I ever feel like I want to know what happens in the story, yeah. <laughs> but I really have to feel compelled to do so. Okay. I don't know. I, I might be open to the idea of an alternate reality with President Orama's third term. <laughs> About now. <laughs> okay, so Treachery and Beatdown City. There was some interesting concepts and ideas, but uh, again, a little bit slow on... Uh, on some of that but again it's great to see new ideas now oh wait before you you have to throw the the catch line or the tagline button mashing is for losers yep that i remember that yeah <laughs> that that was that was probably the one bit of humor that landed with me just a a nice easy parody of the old uh fbi warnings on arcade machines uh the one thing that i would i just wanted to throw this out there that i like the art uh, the kind of cheesecake muscular like everyone's ripped art because I remember when I was younger seeing a Street Fighter 2 cabinet that had a <laughs> realistic looking Ryu and Ken or Ryu and Blanca fighting and it was like a real <laughs> person mm-hmm. I was worried that you were going to say when you were younger you were buff but we all know that's not true <laughs> No, none of that's true Never, never that, that's not a thing okay. moving on the next game we played is called West of Dead. 
West of Dead is another open beta test that's currently happening. Uh, Getty, you uh, took this one and said, man, this is my jam. Tell me uh, about West of Dead. Well, I think it was Sunday, and you were telling us all of the games that we were supposed to play for this week, and and I was like, oh, all right, I guess I got to play something. <laughs> no, I, I played. I actually played everything this week. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. West of Dead. Um, this is a. I'm gonna say rogue light game. The main character is like a western dude, but he's maybe he's Ghost Rider. You know what? That's a good way to describe it. He's Ghost Rider. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That should give you a good visual. I'm on board. Uh, Ghost, Ghost Rider on Southwestern Vacation. Yes, except I think that there was a snow level, so... Yeah, I got the snow level. Yeah. It gets cold in the deserts. <laughs> I don't doubt that, but I don't know if it gets cold enough for snow very often. Not too often. No. Yeah. Uh, the setting... Uh, obviously, we already dipped a little bit into that, but it's based in old like wild west times uh, your weapons and items that you can collect are also along those lines so first thing that they do uh definite dark souls treatment here you walk into a room you just get smashed <laughs> like can't do anything about it and then you wake up and you're in a bar and the bartender's like oh this happens every now and again like oh great so then they throw some weapons at you and they're like okay go kill stuff so the mechanics of the game, you're moving around from room to room. It's uh, procedurally generated. So <laughs> lots, of, uh, lots of stuff that you'll probably see or not see. Mm -hmm. And then you will duck behind objects and have gunfights with the different bad guys. What I and liked is that there was an auto-reload Yeah. that... That was one thing I really enjoyed because I could just hide down, hide hide out, and my gun would just slowly reload. Those reloads were slower based on the type of gun, so shotgun would go slower, and then just like a pistol. And yeah, you would go through these levels, uh, finding different pieces of gear, uh, like lanterns or grenades, uh, different items like that. It is cell shaded, and I had a ton of fun with this game. I uh, before the recording, I wishlisted it on Steam. Nice. Yep. The, the, it, it's cell shaded. Going through these levels that are big and kind of sprawling, you don't know what's around every corner. Sometimes they're it, it, they throw what are they bulls or dogs or something just like on all fours, just like weird hellhounds. Hellhounds. Yeah, that's that's what I got out of it. It seemed like it was. The uh, monsters from the first Ghostbusters movie. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, you can just find different types of guns, uh, upgrade different pieces. And it, uh, I don't want to always compare stuff, but there is a... After each level, it essentially kind of reminds me of... Uh, what am I thinking of? Uh, dead Cells. There's a Dead Cells section where you spend your... What, what was the currency? Man, I didn't play that game. No, what was the currency <laughs> in, in West of Dead? It's like uh, souls, uh, souls or sins? Sins or something? It was yes. souls. Souls. So you spend your souls 
for upgrades, and then you have to refill your your canteen or whatever the potion equivalent is, and then you open a door and you go to the next run of levels. So it actually reminds me of, of that kind of idea where there's a hub at the end of each world where you can up, you know, buy your upgrades and then move on to the next set of randomly generated levels. But I mean, they throw a good diversity of weapons at you. It's not, at least in the experience that I had, there were several different kinds of handguns, uh, shotguns, whether they be uh, like actual full-size shotguns or sawed-off the version. Um, you could pick up dynamite. Mm-hmm. Oh, one of the key mechanics of the game is that the monsters do not like light. So you can dive into a room and engage like a hanging bulb in the room and it'll stun all of the monsters in there for a couple of seconds, which gives you a good opening to try and maim and slaughter them. Yep, and I, I liked uh, even shooting them in the dark. I was just kind of shooting randomly in the spaces. <laughs> and you don't run out of ammo, so it's like, it's fine. You because, don't, but again, shooting don't... into the dark is so inefficient. It's fine. I reloaded. It was cool. <laughs> so, uh, also, so for the controls, real quick, uh, the controls, are is a twin stick shooting? So, so yes. it's move with yes. left stick, aim with right, and then trigger to uh, fire the trigger on it? Yes. Okay, and... Uh, the the flow of game is it, is it more like run and done or does it feel more like tactically like uh, picking and choosing your shots and dodging and running for cover and like counter shooting or what? It is it is a hundred percent cover shooter because uh, running there's a dash kind of like a dash button and as soon as you dash you'll you'll press uh, almost directly against cover if you're pressed up against cover and you hit dash you'll hop over it. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you're right up against it, and then you're aiming and firing. The cover is all uh, destructible. Hmm. I mean, you can you can run and gun if you want. I've, I tried that, and uh, there was two hellhounds and then just two dudes like just rapid firing on me. So I, I didn't find a lot of success there. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just to add uh, another piece of clout for this game... Voiced by Ron Perlman. I was going to say. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep, voiced by Ron Perlman. So, uh, that's pretty cool. You know, I like Hellboy. Hellboy's a good guy. I don't think this is the first video game he's voiced either. No, he was... I think he was the voice of the the narrator in Fallout 3. I wouldn't he's know the, that. Wait, he's no, uh, the war never Wasn't changes that, guy. Uh, Liam Neeson? No. No, that was the father the from father. Fallout 3. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, Ron Perlman was the war never changes. That guy. Fact. Excuse me. Snake said war has changed. Yeah. No. Snake D- said love can, straight. love can bloom on a battlefield. He didn't even say that. He, snake. He didn't say that. We don't even know which snake said anything <laughs> anymore. None of this <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Make sure that Kevin doesn't listen to this one for another three months. <laughs> Otherwise, he's going to figure out that I. Uh, I'm dropping hints here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's, probably, it's fine. He won't listen to it for another three months anyway. Yeah, I saw him talking about one of the pickup lines we used on the news from like two months ago, and I was <laughs> yep. like, "Damn, he's behind." All right, we're good. Yep. Uh, West of Dead. Uh, West of Dead. A very fun beta test. I would recommend to anybody, and I have wishlisted it because it's coming out this year, and I will be one to buy it. I wonder if it's coming to Switch. I should look into. 
I have a thing here. I have a thing. Hold on. You have a yeah. It's called. You got a switch thing. Uh, Xbox is that's the. Yes, switch. Yes. Yes. Same release date. No. No. Not yet. (laughs) Not yet. But again, beta testing is currently live. So. Uh, until November 20... That was last year. Okay, so this article... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it says it's coming out this year. That's all I got. But I am excited for West of Dead, uh, and I think anybody should try it. Joel, if you didn't get a chance to this week, I do recommend trying to go back at some point this weekend. You know, I it's going to be a hard sell getting me into another cover shooter for a while. We'll find out why later. <laughs> but just uh, for right now, I'm going to say, throwing this out there, cards on the table... I could beat you both in a fist fight. Boom. On to the news. Be right back. bread you should come over so we can share it it's hot and ready for you this doesn't work joel social distancing leave it on the front porch and walk away see Uh, getty was banned banned (laughs) getty i know (laughs) i feel bad hey but we still haven't gotten a report on it from hr so we're okay yeah but steve didn't like it that's worse than hr yeah he gave you a thumbs down buddy uh okay so, first piece of news this week, PS5 still coming out, but in limited quantities. Now, uh, this is obviously because of uh, COVID and everything going on right now. That being said, I plan on buying one. Joel? I am... Hmm, I you shouldn't... I, I won't lie, if... If the opportunity arises where they open pre-orders and it's sitting out there long enough, I might. I am non-committal for now, though. I, I we don't know enough about the damn thing still. <laughs> like, uh, if if the thing is just like it plays the newest games, you know, on that generation, I'm probably less inclined to jump on it. If it if the backwards compatibility stuff about it being like across the span of PlayStation ends up being true, then I might be inclined to jump in just because it gives me a good excuse to untether some other consoles and stuff. But I don't know, man. I- I'm-, I'm not sure I'm there yet. Getty? I don't know yet. I'm kind of in both boats. Like I'd, I do want to go run out and grab it, but it's not going to be for a while. And... If it's going to be limited quantities, I don't know that I want to, you know, grab one of those build 1.0 and then it explodes on me. What console exclusives are going to come out in the launch year, especially if the consoles themselves are going to be supply constrained? Like, I remember when I got PS4, I don't even think it was in the first year, but the first month... I played more of Resogun than any other game I got on that thing, just because it was like past year one, and I still felt like I didn't have that much to play. Also, so, name one console that at launch was faulty. Don't answer that. We all know the answer was 360. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, well, I mean, again, for me, it's either PS5 or Oculus Quest, and I'm really fighting that urge. Well, just use your Trump bucks on both of them. It's very possible. We'll see. <laughs> just, what kind of voice was that? <laughs> uh, that was me saying that through my teeth. Gritted teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Joel in Animal Crossing. It's only a matter of time, man. Look, if PS5 tossed 200,000 bells, then it'd be done and done, but... <laughs> Wait, while we're on the topic of Animal Crossing, Joel, yep. is that picture serious? Do you live like a serial killer? <laughs> <laughs> it had to come up at some not, point. Not anymore. <laughs> Beth, Beth appropriately shamed me, and then everybody piled on, so I, uh, I did spend a few minutes to at least... Uh, add a little color and detour to my uh, home. I'm Furniture? Up, I'm, I'm up to three. Uh, well, there's about like two or three things per room. It's not fully furnished. And uh, you'll be happy to know that the, the urinal is out of the uh, living room, though. In, in the middle of the floor. Room. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's the entertainment. Only what you want me to say. I'll tell Beth. She'll be ecstatic to come by next time. <laughs> okay. Next piece of news, Final Fantasy VII Legacy Collection, rumored for Switch. It's going to include Crisis Core and Dirge of Cerberus. Real quick, uh, two things. One, would that all it would include? Is there any other games that are... I mean, would it it just have the Final Fantasy VII original game? Advent Children. A copy of Advent Children. Oh, man, you know... Well, I mean, it's not connected. They should release that first Final Fantasy movie. The original first, one? First Final Fantasy movie? Yeah, Spirits Spirits, Spirits Within. Within. Yeah, let's watch that. Mm, they can't call it Final Fantasy VII Legacy Collection then. Exactly, I know, I know. <laughs> that, the ruins Seriously, of branding. I say we all watch that. Let's let's move that. In, in we, we need to have a movie night. <laughs> we'll, I'll think about it. Yeah, figure out a way to Twitch stream that with all of us watch. <laughs> we can now do that with certain movies. We will mm. see. We can now <laughs> use the into it. internet. I'll look into it. Uh, also, second piece of, uh, of this news that I wanted to mention. I remember watching Joel. He purchased Dirge of Cerberus day one and then continu- and then proceeded to sit down and play it. And I kept checking in on him. He was so upset. So, so upset. And he still kept going and saying, no, I paid for this. I want it, I want it to be okay. I want to play it. It sounds like Joel. <laughs> <laughs> it was a different it was a different time where my time was less valuable than the money I spent for the game. So uh yeah, you know you might start memory about that Alex. There yes. there it, yeah, I know you know. Uh there is there is a boss. It was like I mid, even know this. Yeah, mid game and you're not supposed to beat the boss. It's an unbeatable boss. But they don't make it so impossible to where I spent, what, a half hour just, like, hitting the boss, getting beat back, uh, regenning health or using potions, and it was just a complete stalemate. And I was just like, finally, wait, am I supposed to lose to this boss? And I let myself die, and then the story moved on. <laughs> you were pretty defeated. I, I, I think I, I think I might have turned off the game after that. <laughs> but did you break the disc in half and then go buy another copy of it to break in half? <laughs> no, I, I didn't commit fully to it. I'm sorry, Jay. Okay. <laughs> um, is it sad that I would consider getting this? 
<laughs> uh, I, w- I would very much consider it. At least that. for Crisis, Crisis Core. Core. Crisis yeah. Core was excellent. It really was. I recall enjoying that. I didn't finish it, though. I, I did would... love where they try to nuke the town, and they make you do a mini game where you have to destroy each missile with your sword. Spoilers, that, Alex. Spoilers. That was really stupid. True was story. Stupid. That's the same technology the U.S. government uses for its nuclear payload. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tap it down with a buster sword. Don't fat check that. <laughs> you know we uh, won't. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll, def- I'll definitely buy this. I-, I think I would. I feel like I would buy that. I would like to see what else comes with it or if it's just those two games. I'm curious. So. I- I'm confident you'll buy it. I'm more curious if you'll play it. He just wants Fair. to know when you'll send it over to him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there it is. Last piece of news. Sadly, Jason Schreier no longer with Kotaku. Now, we don't normally speak on uh, journalists themselves, but I just wanted to throw out there that Jason Trier, that man is an institution. And I'm I mean, sad to see, yeah. her, uh, see him go. I'm interested to see where he goes. Joel, you made an early prediction. Uh, I already think I'm probably wrong about it because I saw that this outlet did an art- article on him leaving. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, my, my desk was actually a Washington Post because they actually have a gaming section now. And uh, my thought was like, his stuff tends to be something more bordering actual journalism, which uh, I feel like would be served well in that kind of outlet. Uh, Just part of his announcement was also saying that he was leaving Kotaku to go to another gaming outlet, too. So uh, my thought was like, people either in the industry seem to either go independent or they do like a step up in uh, gaming media. And I don't know about the perceived quality of Kotaku anymore, but uh, for a while at least, it's at least with him around, it seemed like a premier outlet. And my thought was like, what's the next step up? And that kind of seemed like an obvious choice, but I don't think so anymore. See... I mean, no, I, that and uh, there is another industrynews.biz mm-hmm. is another very prestigious company that their news are is very like industry focused where he kind of was going anyways. Yeah. But uh, I'm kind of curious if it kind of goes with the, well, where did, where did Mike Mahardy go? Poly, po- Polygon? I think it was Polygon. Yeah. What if it's an exodus from everything into Polygon? Well, I'm just hiring in mass. I mean, I don't want to get into into the weeds of this stuff, but yeah, my understanding is that there is a lot of labor challenges with a lot of video game news media right now, where the writers have or are trying to unionize, and the ownership of some of these outlets are changing in ways that are seem like more of a hostile takeover and gutting out of things to try to maximize the profit rather than a sustainable business. Mm-hmm. At least that's that. if you are on Twitter and you view some of the people working there's comments, that's how you perceive it, right? Uh, so it seems kind of a tumultuous time to be in that industry as it is. And yeah. I could see why, if that's the case, he might feel like his talent could be better used elsewhere. Okay. Jason, Jason Schreier, no longer with Kotaku. Rest uh, in but- peace. Rest in peace. <laughs> Very curious as to see where he goes. Joel, do you want to take us out of here? Well, the bread is cooled off, but still ready for pickup.
You aren't coming over, are you? Damn news, that's stone cold. That's just sad. Take a break. And we're back. Back with the backlog vlog. Where we finally get references references to games that came out while we were in high school. It's homework time, bitches. Uh, Joel's kind of laughing because he started trying to talk about this game and trying to give us a rant before we, we, we kept recording. That's a break. Let's talk about the game now. This week we're talking about Gears of War. Getty assigned homework. I did it. Joel didn't. He, he owes me 20 know, I, bucks now. I, I, I w- What? <laughs> I made no such wager. Don't you dare voice that on me. I uh, look if if we were grading on a hundred percent scale, I would get a solid B minus. <laughs> okay. Okay. Gears of War, Getty. We're gonna start this off real quick as I hit my table really hard. Getty, can you tell me why did you feel the need to assign Gears of War to us? Uh, it was a game that two out of the three of us have not played, and I got Game Pass and wanted to try it out. <laughs> oh, so there wasn't no, there wasn't a deeper meaning behind why you no, chose Gears of War. No, it's not supposed to, like, oh, this was totally supposed to be a punishment, like, shame on you guys, like, actually, with all of the games that have come out for Gears of War, they're on, what, they have at least five, five and mm-hmm. I want to say that there was one or two more that was in there, and now there's a tactics game that's coming out yep. later this. And a Funko Pop game on your phone. Look at that! But <laughs> I, it's it's a long-standing game. It's been around for quite a while. It's a little bit of a shame that you guys, I don't think either of you had finished it prior to this. So no, no, no. That I was asking why you felt like it's worth talking about together as a group. And in this case, it sounds like you think that it was influential throughout. I didn't say that at all. I just wanted you guys to play <laughs> Gears of War so we could talk about the coal train. <laughs> that guy got me pumped. Okay, hold on. Uh, Gears Pop is it, it, it is out. So uh, that's the thing. I just pulled it up on my phone. I will not be playing that. Nah, when's the, the tactics game come out? Because now I'm eyeballing that. Okay, I'll look it up. But Gears of War is a cover shooter, and it... Okay, so it's like they built Star Wars with this story, but they didn't... What are you talking I, about? Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Follow I, me here. I'm fixing... I, I, have a, I have a point here. Okay, so Gears has been going for four games, and I have heard people discuss the story. And it, Brock, friend of the site has told me that the story does develop somewhere relatively interesting. Getty, you yourself have told me that story develops into something semi-interesting. But it's like they planned... It it wouldn't make sense if they didn't plan it like a Star Wars where episode 1, episode 2, episode 3... Because if Gears 1 had come out and failed and they never made a sequel, none of this would make any sense. It still doesn't make any sense. Really? I thought that the story went places and you got well, at least I, some I explanation. Honestly, have no idea. I I fell off the wagon after the second one. I think Steve and I tried to play some of the third one, but we never 
that was one of the times in our lives when we were living away from each other, so we didn't have a way to uh, meet up and play through it. Because I honestly like playing through this now compared to us playing it back in the day. I know you guys are going to say that it was so hard. It is hard playing solo. You need a second person <laughs> to help you through it. You know, th- this is stuff I could have known before we started. <laughs> I told you. I, no, he's, I no, he, explicitly he, said the reluctant spouse of your choosing. Mm, yeah, he, he suggested mm, Beth, and I said that I might subjugate her to yeah. it. I didn't. I actually gave her an option. Surprisingly enough, space marines killing weird insect aliens. She said no. They're not even space marines. They're just like regular bros on Earth. Bro marines. <laughs> they just want to hang out, man, and... uh you know, shotgun some dooskies. Yeah, except they never got to, at least in this one. Listen to some 311, you know. Uh, by, by the way, get it, end of April. End of April? Tactics. Okay. Yep. Well, maybe quarantine will last till the the first week of May so that I can pretend that I need the game. I think it will. Okay, so <laughs> anyway, what, what I was saying was that the story, and, and I am told it does continue and it progresses like i think gears four you're playing as their kids so you get some progress and you get explanation it's just interesting to me that with a single game there is like star wars take star wars new hope there is still a through line that gives you closure to a certain extent if you stopped watching after new hope you still got a very good story but it, it, Gears is just, it's, it's, it's this rad idea that, like, they were just flying high with no net and just being like, well, here it is. Hope you like it because you're not going to get sh- shit about that story. You're not going to know what's going to happen. Who are these characters? Oh, we're breaking him out of prison. Why was he in prison? What prison? What happened? Nope. Let's go. Here's I, a gun. To this day, uh- those are still the things that bother me. I was like, oh, I'm playing the the Ultimate Edition. Maybe they'll add some more story beats to it. Nope. I think they added a comic that you can unlock if you progress yep. by finding the cog tags. Right. But honestly, I think I found like 23, 22, 23 of them. So I was still short and I didn't get to unlock all the comics. I, I, think, I think, Alex, I, I agree with your point, but the way I would describe it is that there is a difference between plot and narrative. Mm-hmm. Like, there is a plot in this game, which is basically you are a group of this ragtag military corp of an unknown, like, allegiance or alliance fighting these underground beast creatures in a war. Uh, your that's, objective... That's and your objective is to basically beat them, but... They they sort of dangle this one thing, which is like a uh, what are they? It's like the term is like Chekhov's gun or something like that, where it's like they introduce this thing, and if you they introduce it, this thing you have to use it in the oh, plot. Yeah. You know, that's so yeah, that's a Chekhov's gun. <laughs> yeah, so so like so like it, it has a plot, but it doesn't have much of narrative. Like there's not much motivation for the characters there isn't really any meaningful drama or uh interaction between them it's all banter and it's all bad action movie cliches like i'm I'm pretty sure the plot is or the 
the draft of the script is just literally like somebody ran through a weekend watching a bunch of 90s action movies and uh, took all the different quips and then blended it together and spat it out. Yeah. It's like it's like yeah, how like how many times did they jump and run from explosions in this game? <laughs> and I don't want um one of the things that I when we were discussing this idea, I had brought it up to Brock who had told me a lot of people think this is like a meathead game, but they the story goes places there is general moments of emotion and also the gameplay is just very fun, easy to pick up. It, it's very simple. And I agree with the gameplay. The gameplay is you're you're snapped to cover, you aim aim outside of the cover, you shoot. And I was at I always I was one of those people that uh, I never played these types of games, so I came to them super late with games like Uncharted. And I, mean, I guess that's not su- as as late in the game as some other games, but even then, I think I played I started with Uncharted three. So yeah, I came late to the game, but. I was like, okay, I know this. I know this routine. Duck, cover, run out, and shoot some people, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Except for the fact that no, you shoot from cover. You go out there and run. You dead. Like, yep. like with within like three shots, you're gone. Yep. So that so that uh, I thought was kind of uh, it took some getting used to for me, where I couldn't. I really had to sit back. I really had to just. All right, I'm just hiding here for a while. But as it comes to it. It, I guess I just didn't have context for what was happening. I understood, Joel, that there was a plot. You were needed to map out the tunnel so you can blow it up. But I never felt like a context to it. Like, they literally break him out of prison, and he's already kind of armored up. And then just like, here's a gun, you're coming with us. And I go, why? Well, yeah, like, you, you have no reason to be motivated. I mean, uh, invested with the character, right? There's there's nothing pulling you to root for Marcus or any of this team. They're kind of all, you know, assholes to each other anyway. I mean, it's, it's framed like a, a sort of, you know, begrudging ribbing against each other. They allude to some sort of, like, uh, history with Marcus that they, as far as I've gotten to, they haven't delved into yet. <laughs> wait, but, wait, hold on. They had history with him? I they, heard from yeah from what I remember they just heard of him. They alluded early on about him being broken out of prison and as a term of doing so joining this corps. Right? Dom Getty? totally well, knows him. I don't think okay, he knows, Dom knows him. Beard or uh the coal train. Cuz the other two keep asking like, "Oh, I've heard of you." But they never really make con- they give context of like, "Oh, I know you." So that's kind of where I was. I just felt so disconnected throughout. Is if only because I just I couldn't figure out what my point was. Why was I here? Yes, if I'm if I'm in prison and someone breaks me out, hands me a gun, goes, "We go and murder some aliens." I be, what what are we doing? Like, hold on. If there's aliens out there murdering everybody, I'm okay in here. Yeah, but right. I I think I think the new hope was a good comparison you made at the start because. A New Hope thrusts you into this world that you know nothing about, but they focus on the main few characters and their motivations and actions and character development. It it stumbles in that second part here from what I played. Okay. Now, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I stumbled on it, was that I just, I wanted, like, I needed some more, and I, I just thought also it was just a bold choice to do that for game one. Yep. 
Like, that's like, okay, you better be paying us for game two already. Because if the thing's <laughs> flops, we got nothing. We're like, we, we already got halfway there. You got to give us, we got to get the other half out. Yeah. I mean, and some of this is probably critiquing it by today's standards when I, I feel like a lot of games back then didn't do all that much with uh, storytelling to really invest you in it, other than RPGs, really. So uh, it, it's probably in the same band of quality as most video game writing back then. Hmm. Okay, maybe maybe you're right. Uh, again, also not having played like Halo 1. But uh, I'm still working on that one. Now, <laughs> the gameplay. Cover shooter, swapping weapons every once in a while, them get... Them almost, they, they practically give you a Chekhov's gun with that gun that just calls down a satellite laser beam. It's called the Hammer of Dawn. Was yeah. that what it was yep. called? The Hammer yeah. of Dawn. Which I liked the way that looked. I liked the way that worked. I wish it wasn't so scripted. I, uh, yeah. Like being able to use it outside of the specific combat that you had to. Yes. Yeah, they like. Really I wish that I could have just put it in my back pocket. They were just and rubbing just it in your face every chance. Oh, their satellites are offline. Yep. Because I tried. I tried. I kept it with me. Yeah. Like, well, this is gonna work eventually. One of the first Got time. It. One of the first times I hand that off to you, I, I I picked it up, used it on an enemy, and then I thought like, okay, I'm done with this now, and I drop it and go like two rooms forward, and then all of a sudden they're like, <laughs> pull out the hammer of dawn. And I was like, oh. I got to backtrack all the way over to this room where there's a bunch of dead bodies littered around in other guns, trying to find the gun on the floor. Oh, is that it? No, that's another one of those chainsaw guns. Okay. Oh, there it is. Now, which one do I want to drop and then go back to the enemy? Oh, and, you know, I didn't realize I needed it before I blew most of my bullets <laughs> on my ammo before doing that. But I, yeah, I, I just, I, I, that's why I it's not easier to have a second guys. person. You need that second person so that one person can be like point and be like, all right, I got the hammer. And yeah. then the other person can keep the other weapons. Okay. Yeah. yeah see, see, I, that makes sense. But um, I know Joel, that you, you're kind of like a, a little bit frustrated with this. I, I had a relatively painless experience with the game getting through it. I just, I, I, I definitely saw a lot of things I play now reflected in this game, including the snap to cover in West of Dead. This felt, I could see that being a mechanic that didn't exist as much then, and this was like a brand new, breathtaking idea. Yeah. So it's, it, I felt God. like the snap to cover was a little on the inelegant side, and, and I, I did that. It seems like it's more often than not, when I play some of these games, they never nail it. I, I kind of feel the same way as uh, Assassin's Creed. Like, Assassin's Creed, I feel like the parkour stuff always feels a tad bit off with how it'll want to affix you to a surface, and it won't always necessarily be the one you were trying to grab onto. Uh, but I, I found myself several times sort of like trying to grab cover on a surface uh, it affixes to the wrong surface. I'm trying to get off of it. The controller's not understanding the sort of like secondary input of me trying to pull away from it. 
it instead is shuffling me to the side of this wall <laughs> that I was covered behind, and I'm continuing to be shot at and 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 mowed down. But, uh, you know, I I I say that with the full understanding that this isn't typically my genre. Uh, shooters aren't like my go-to thing, so I've already got a little bit of a, a learning curve, or at least like less patience for some of that stuff but that is part of what really graded me uh during my time and and really like my turning point where i started to get a little bit better was framing playing it as a shooting gallery because that's that's really kind of what it is you have to affix yourself to a wall and then wait for them to pop up then you pop up take your shots then pop back down wait your turn for next time and uh it took me a little bit too long for me to understand that like running forward as you're going back and forth between lanes is not an effective way to go through this. No, no, you, you really gotta like, like, like you said, just kind of hang out and just shoot and gallery your way through it, which is, that's, yeah, that I, I, I kind of started doing that pretty close to right off the jump when I realized that running through those stages just gets you murdered. So that all being said, I got some beef here that I kind of want to talk about. Just throw this in there too, because I know Joel, you got some some harsh criticisms. I thought the game was fine for that genre and for that time and place. Getty, that chainsaw gun was bullshit. <laughs> the chainsaw gun? Is, no, are, are you okay. ta- are you talking about trying to use the chainsaw? Yes, because yes. I saw because everybody if you get hit. Then uh, it like stops you from using it so you have to make sure that nothing hits you there, so, there's also just no way of telling or at least when i played i felt like there was no way of telling when it would actually work like you're you got the just melee button and sometimes when you're getting close to the enemy it'll rev up with a vroom, vroom, and and then some half the time it felt like okay you walk right up and hit and, and you're just mowing straight down and just the scream <laughs> Marcus or anybody else makes is is this awful like you felt like they're being cut in half kind of noise. Wait, you got it to work? I yeah. did get it to I never, work. Yeah. A lot. I could never get it to work. Whenever I'd hold it, it would just rev and then I would do the attack button and he would just kind of like No, nudge. you don't have to do the like, attack button. You like, you like hit the button, you hold it and then you walk up to something and he chainsaws it in half. You don't oh, hit yeah, it multiple times. <laughs> no, that's stupid. That's that's straight up stupid. And and again, it was just it was deflating and more infuriating to me because I would be sitting there with these stupid NPC characters dying left and right, and then I would have to res them, and they would die, res them, die, res them, die, and that's all fine and good. And then I'd look over to the left, and I'd see them do this badass screaming, just chainsawing guys down, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna do that too. Ugh. Uh, it's not working. It's Damn. it's not working. I'm it's sorry, working. Alex. <laughs> yeah, it really was like a, a bummer because I was like, that looks sick. I want to do that. And it, I could never like it was because I thought that you had to hit because I walked up to it and it wouldn't do anything. So I was like, well, I got to I got to hit a button, hit a button. And he would just like nudge it and then it wouldn't do anything. So I was bummed. Guys, how often do you think they have to change those saw blades? Never. Well, they're not blades; they're chains. I mean, do you not know how a chainsaw? He works? does not. No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't. I don't own a home, guys. I don't own a home. I don't know. The game really doesn't go into much, uh, much of anything. They don't really cover 
how I guess the only thing that they talk about is the Hammer of Dawn. Everything else seems pretty junked up to begin with. Mm-hmm. Even uh, <laughs> even the technology that they're trying to get to use to map out the underground caverns is they're like, oh, this might work. Like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. All right. Well, it's time for you to pay the piper, uh, Joel, 20 bucks. Just I, I, I did not. Oh, Alex. <laughs> but, okay, so. so I have one one question. Um, yeah, hit me. Actually, two, I guess. Mm-hmm. Since I, in the original game, they did not add that brumac, brumac fight. Yeah. Okay. How did you fare with that? Because Dom kept dying on me like right away at the beginning of the fight, and it would completely throw me off. Well, okay. First off, that fight was my bullshit. partner. Well, no. Well, yeah, that fight was bullshit. But uh, so, and again, I, I keep saying like that part is bullshit. When I played a bunch of that game, and there's a lot, big chunk, large swaths of that game that I enjoyed. There, there, are plenty. That cart thing was cool. Didn't like that I had to go to a second power plant. No, but I definitely liked that you could fall through the floor. That puzzle was cool. There was a lot there that was fun. Even the art design, I liked their gear. I liked how thick and heavy it was. There's a game called Darksiders and Darksiders 2. Their armor is thick and heavy, and I like the look of it. It feels weighty, and this game feels weighty. Uh, I just wanted to get those out there before I start going into why this stuff is bullshit. The one level where you had to avoid the dark, (laughs) uh, that was a pain. Fine and good, I could get past it bullshit. But uh, there was one section, I made it to the other side, and it was like... Uh, it was one of those things where if you're in a fight, if your guy goes down, you have to res him. But once the fight's over, your guy pops back up. Your 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 uh, assist, uh, your secondary guy, he just pops right up automatically. And it was funnier because I finished a fight and I ran across the dark area and I'm in a lighted area. He's all the way in back. He pops up, runs in the dark, gets killed. Pops up, runs in the dark, gets killed. Pops up, keeps going in the dark. It, it took he died four or five times just trying to get to where I was. Damn. So that was real funny. My NPC was being stupid. Uh, then that last boss. Yeah, that's what I was going to thro- ask about. Yeah, he could throw those bats on you, which is bullshit because that's a one-hit kill for sure. Uh, it There wasn't a good way for that fight to go. I didn't like. And a lot of these, I felt like I could do my own way. I could figure out, like, oh, I can run and gun this area. I can do run and gun that area. In that game, I felt like I needed the crossbow, and and the only way I could do it is just fire the crossbow as fast as possible, and then throw as many grenades as fast as possible, because there was no other way around it. And I had to have died to that guy 15 times, uh, to the point that I felt like Joel, where I was saying, I might not finish this game. But I I pressed on, I looked at a couple YouTube videos, and nothing really gave me a hint that there was some sort of key. So I was trying to go around him and use the chain gun. I was trying to sneak behind him, be stealthy, and shoot him whenever I could. I tried to shoot the bats away, blow them up, and then shoot him when he was open. You know, getting rid of his shield. All of those tactics, which again, I read online. Get rid of the bats, and then he's, that's how you get rid of his shield, then you wail on him. That was not the case. All I needed to do was continuously shoot him in the face with a crossbow, and then throw a bunch of grenades and that was it. And literally, I was dying. I was like, so, he threw the bats at me. They were killing me. My life bar was dying, and he just died. And then it went into cutscene. You can, you can do it. What you do is that some of the cover has light on it, 
So as long as he doesn't destroy that cover, then when he sends his bats at you, they can't attack you. And that's when you pepper him. So what I did is I ran up to that first area, made sure that I was in the light, um, started to hit him with the chainsaw gun, and then once he would send the bats, I would pop up and hit him with the sniper rifle in the head. And I think it's after four of those, he goes down. But at the same time, see, he's also walking towards you, so you got to do it real quick. Yeah, and see, I I was just there was no tactic that was working because I honestly was trying to hide around. I was using all the cover, trying to make my trying to shoot him in the back, doing all these different tactics, and it just it was not happening. It just wasn't for me. So I was like, well, I better just unload on his face, and hopefully that works. And again, I was give me another you know second and a half and i was gonna be out have to restart because i died yep so last boss very difficult uh what did you have another question no that was it to ask you how you did Mm -hmm. on the last boss because even way back in the day that guy was the biggest headache yeah and uh, supposedly from my from my little understanding that isn't a very specific character Oh, is they that, made him is, into, like, the antagonist of this game, and he has zero bearing <laughs> over anything, really. That's one of the things that pissed me off. It's like, oh, you have to kill this guy. Like, he's terrible. He killed uh, your commanding officer, like, right at the beginning of the game. All right, he's dead. That's it. And then that's like, ho, ho, little did you know, we are many for we are the locust. Ah, chugga, 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 chugga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I didn't. It's I didn't exactly get how it happened at too. all. Yeah. Joel, my question for you: How far did you get? Start of at five. Okay. Oh, so you got to? Is that the on train? the train then? No, before the train. Oh, right that's right. You got to get to the. You're yeah. at the train station. I. Yep. Yeah, okay. I, I will say I am planning on finishing this. So, okay. uh, we didn't talk about if I have any different experiences towards that part, but, uh, I, I sort of mainlined, uh, as much of at four as I could today. And for some reason I had in my head that at four was the last of it. And it definitely felt like it was crescendoing into an end. And then you go to his house for some reason. Yep. yep. Just cause. Just cause. And, uh. Yeah, apparently just, he rich. Well, was at least. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what money is like in this world anymore, but yeah, no, uh, I can't. That's the one thing I did feel about it for a what twelve-hour game, a ten-hour game. I still felt like it dragged when it start. Like the theater was a cool level, the underground was a cool level, but I felt like when you go to your second power plant, that I thought that we don't we don't need to do this again. <laughs> Uh, okay, rating time. Rating time, rating time. We rate our video game homework. Getty, hit me with what you would give. Uh, from an F to an S rank. Solid B-. minus. Okay. For me, I'm saying C. Flat C. Joel? Uh, C. I, I mean, I, I've, I feel like I have a bit of a Heartwood problem where I wasn't playing a lot of it right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the way it's intended to be played but yeah. uh e- even with that there there's a lot 
I take issue with in this game. I like the ideas and I like where it led gaming in the future. I didn't like that last boss. It took it from a B minus to a C, honestly, the last boss. What about that but, uh, car sequence? <laughs> you know, I I didn't have a problem with it so much that except for the fact that they are constantly saying, "Man, you sure do suck at this." Well, I don't know. You got bad mechanics, sir. I, Why I can have, I not shine the light? I have less problem with that, and they're calling out clock <laughs> locations, oh, yeah. and they were never right. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just started spinning in circles. Okay, I am next to pick the video game homework. I'm not going to say it's punishment. I've already made it clear it's never supposed to be punishment. It's supposed to be interesting ideas. But for now, we're going to take a break where uh, Getty has asked me to pick his next game, or games, and I have a bonus segment to spring on all of you guys. So let's be right back. segments the first bonus segment getty has suggested what should i be playing no i, I need you to tell me <laughs> what what do you what do you mean yeah I, what games you got i don't know man you just tell me what to play <laughs> all right well let's see what we got here so far uh title shock he, he's a he's got covid cash to burn come on oh you got covid cash no no to it's burn. pronounced trump bucks gentlemen <laughs> Okay. Excuse me. COVID cash. <laughs> oh. I'll make sure my wife doesn't hear this ever. <laughs> That's a tall order, my friend. Mm. Um, are you looking to get that Oculus? No, you are, right? Uh, I am. I, no, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Let's think here. Uh, looking at my current list of games, uh, you got that Final Fantasy Seven. I got that Final Fantasy Seven. You got that below? Uh, is that the game that you gave me that I should be playing? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I should be playing. <laughs> you got that below? Yeah, I'll, I'll play below. Okay, you got that Persona 5? I got Royal, boy. Okay. Nice. Now, uh, hold on, I'm going to throw one out there that <laughs> Wait, might be fun. Just Lisa for... just texted me <laughs> and said, what? cut it out with the Trump Bucks crap. <laughs> <laughs> She's downstairs and she can hear it. Oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Man, you are in so much trouble. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm looking for something else here. Mm, I'll come up with something. I'll come up with something for you. I, I'll find something good. I got ideas, Skeddy. Okay. I got ideas. Super hot. Oh, yeah, I have that too. S- good choice. Super hot. Play super hot. It's two hours long. Yeah, it's breezy. You can knock that Shut up, up and play super hot. Then come back to us and talk about it. Moving on, we had a segment, uh, roughly, what, it wasn't even a segment, it was, was it news? It's like four years ago. Or just when we, when we were talking about SteamWorld Dig 2. Well, whenever we did, we talked about SteamWorld Dig 2, and we had made reference to how that, that home, that town screen has a real sick beat 
that I could just sit there and jam to all day and made reference to a rap to it and asked someone to rap to it. So big brother of the site, Philip, Philip Arona, has written and recorded a rap to the SteamWorld Dig Town soundtrack. Here you go. Alright, take two. Starting at the 30 second mark. Turn my headphones up a little bit. <clears throat> Yo. Yo, yo, Steam World Dig, a sequel so big It's a deep cup, so you better take a swig It's intoxication that'll send you to the brig It's not steam craft, but I built an oil rig A part two with heart, hit that button start But this a variation, so we're playing steam with cart This is straight from the heart, about to make my mark Pull off to the side, now I put this thing in park Trying to do my best, putting on a vest this is no intruder, this is steam with auto chess The mind that I blessed, live digest Thoughts that I express, the time that we invest Super GG Radio, this is how we flex Yes, and on to the next The next show, next review, next thing to do The next flow, yo And now you know, you know, you know, you know Steam World Dig 2, Super GG Radio 2020 It's time to go, go, go So that was pretty good. I, th- I thought that that had some quality to it. It took some work. What did What did you guys think? I you want to go first, Joel, or you want me to go first? I was gonna say like I was gonna be a gentleman and let you go first, but yeah, no, that was really solid. He drops a couple of other games in there. At least talks about auto chess. Um, definitely trying to bring it back around to the show bringing up super gg radio repping us also bringing up all of our ideas like steam world auto cart yeah i did or, uh, uh, cart and then steam world auto chest uh, that's yeah i didn't i didn't mean to give it the awkward pause i was waiting for her to go first <laughs> we're too nice uh yeah F- phil's got good flow there it, it uh and it just proves again that uh you know that track is great bat tracking for something like that so uh you know, yeah. Let's let let's release the uh, Steam World Dig to Town Challenge. Anybody who listens who wants to create their own rap to the town music of Steam World Dig Two, submit it to superggradio at gmail and we'll pick a winner. Oh, I I I would love to do that. That that sounds like a fantastic contest that I will post on Twitter. You know, at the very least, maybe we'll get Hartwood to submit it like three months from now when he listens to this. I think he would be somebody that would jump on this. Yeah, very quickly. Absolutely. All right. And with that, we're going to move on to one last thing, where we give one last sentence, one last statement to start off our weekend and you, the listener, into the weekday. For me, I played Creature in the Well for a review and to discuss it for this podcast. I have since beat Creature in the Well, and there is one boss fight in there that no lie took me close to three and a half hours. Not Jeez. one fight, just repeatedly over and over and over beating my head. And I would I would take breaks. I would get up, be shaking, be like, because it's so tense. I'm wearing out my square button. My square button 
doesn't it, it it's kind of very now very squishy now. no it just won't it doesn't pr- it presses down but it doesn't come back right away dang <laughs> and yeah and so i can't I, I take breaks i'm shaking i'm mad and i just I'm take the dog for the walk take for dog for a walk come back and I go, all right well time to do it again and i'd work at, from home get off work i'm like well i have some extra time now i don't have to drive i don't have to do anything i got off work early i'm gonna play this game Two more hours, grinding my head against it. You know, once I beat that boss, it it the it wasn't. It just it just wasn't the game. It was the boss because I beat the game afterwards. The last boss was nothing, comparative <laughs> to that boss. So I don't know what it was. It was a weird spike, and I just want to say, I am glad I like that game. I'm glad that boss is out of my life. <laughs> Joel, wait, what am I supposed to play? Uh, well, I mean, does it matter? Just You're going to play Animal, Animal Crossing. Crossing and then yeah. say, I didn't play yeah. the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you have to get a toilet in your Animal Crossing home. Mission accomplished. Urinal- I already doubt one. Yeah, you- Urinal doesn't count. I already doubt it one. I, I doubt a okay. toilet, too. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Getty? Uh, we still do this segment. i'm kidding i need to make more headway in final fantasy 7 i feel like i'm very far behind even though i think i played for like four five hours last saturday you know it would help if i eat a whole bunch of butterfingers so i can get the extra tifa theme yeah the extra theme (laughs) (laughs) that was real degrading because I wanted that theme, and then I legitimately had to... I bought them, and then you go to the website, and it goes, take a picture of your receipt. I'm like, man, they do not believe me. There's no code on these Butterfingers. I can't put in a code. They're just like, show us the receipt. Mm-hmm. Show us the receipt. <laughs> yeah. like, damn, Square. You, you say that as if you're, it's something to be ashamed to light Butterfingers. I also thought it was funny that it took three days. It legitimately took three days. Somebody has to physically stare at it and be like, yep, that looks legit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they don't believe you. It's crazy. I wonder what the town fit Butterfinger market's like. Damn. Let's get some Photoshop receipts, man. Just want that Tifa theme. <laughs> it's in front of the menu. Okay. <laughs> and that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, we... Before we go... You can find us on Twitter at SuperGGRadio and Twitch.tv slash SuperGGRadio, where the Hartwigs are currently finishing up episode five of Getting It Together with Sam and Kevin. Uh, I saw a cat, a skeleton cat, that was being ridden by a squirrel. I asked questions, and then I didn't want to ask any more questions. Uh, let's see. Joel, making progress in Animal Crossing. Uh, we played some Diablo with some friends. There's no progress. It's just a treadmill. Yeah, that's true. I played some Diablo with uh, with some crew. I had Steve in there, my friend Eric. And I think that we're going to go with Pode next week. And if you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is superggradio at gmail.com. And provide a review on iTunes or the Halo enemy reskin of your choice. You got something to say, Joel? No, I, I have said my piece. That was it. There's an enemy for- reskin in Gears of War. That's just a Halo enemy. <laughs> Even in the outro. Thanks for listening. GG Joel.
Good game. Good game, Gaddy GG. Good night, everybody. Thank you.